Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast 281. Lynn's here in our studio. Studio C. Studio the best. Studio the best. With Josh. Josh and Lynn's doing a podcast. Yet again. Two <laughs> weeks in a row. Woo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> long story short, I yeah. reviewed Samurai Jack, Quantum Jack. Quantum Jack. Number it's, one. So, not a porn. Not a porn. Um, and then we got into a little bit of news. Mostly yes. Jean Grey related. Jean Grey. We talked a little bit about... Um, shit, what did I bring up? <laughs> we oh, talked Inhumans. About- yes. Inhumans. We talked about how Inhumans and the future of the show... Yes. And Sabrina da, da, the da. Teenage Witch maybe coming to CW. Yes. And Darren Arifnoski... And I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. You have to listen to the podcast to get the full fucking effect, dude. Get um, our full meat yes. in your ear, pussy. <laughs> oh. Please cut that out. <laughs> I'll do my best. I just like, threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I guess sit back, relax, grab a drink. We did. Yeah. And check out Drunk Hong Comics Podcast 281. The gravity of the ball sack. Does Kevin Smith call him your ear pussy? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Get all up in the that ear pussy. <laughs> that ear pussy. It sounds terrible. It does. Like in no way are those two things like close to similar. No. At no. all. They have very few things in common. <laughs> <laughs> Very different functions. Yes, yes. The two, sir. You can't hear with your vagina. No. No matter what people tell you, ladies. (laughs) If the guy tells you he wants to talk into your vagina. I have a secret for you. It's not a thing. I have to whisper it into your vagina. (laughs) Doesn't work that way. Your vagina can't hear words. (laughs) Maybe sign language. I was like, it can't hear words. What can it hear? <laughs> okay. Asked and answered. <laughs> That's true, though. Mm-hmm. So, how are things? Good. Yeah. Got my wine. Yeah. Got my comic books. Yeah. Don't have my Tony. Don't. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do not have our Tony. <laughs> Our Tony is drunk and in Germany. I think he's back from Germany, actually. Oh, is he? Yeah. So he's just lazy. No, I think he had other stuff going on this weekend. Oh, like a hangover. Something like that, yeah. (laughs) European hangover. Right. He had jet lag, so the hangover didn't catch up with him until this weekend. 
Mm, right. Or something yeah. like that's how planes work, right? <laughs> yeah. Hangovers <laughs> are always like three hours behind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how his trip was, though. It had to have been fun. Yeah, I'm sure it was probably fun. Looked looked fun from the photos I saw on Facebook. Yeah, he, he did post them. He was supposed to post them to the Drunk on Comics Facebook page, also do live stream videos, but he did neither one of those things. <sighs> I know. So he... I am so shocked <laughs> that Tony would skirk responsibility. Skirt responsibility. Skirk? Skirk is not a word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tony's shirk. been talking. That's <laughs> what I was looking for. Tony's shirk. been gone too long, and his, his his word usage, I guess, needs to be <laughs> taken up by somebody else. Yes, his non-word yeah. usage. His his making up of new words. Right. Yes. Tony vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> we should start a dictionary. I'm surprised nobody's done that yet. Of Tony isn't like his just write down when he makes up new words, yeah, and like give them arbitrary meanings, even if it doesn't mean what he intended it to mean, right? Because obviously, if they were real words, he'd be using them, right? Wrong. Like, skirk would be like sign language used on the vagina, right. exactly <laughs> to bring it back around full circle, yeah, yep. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Anywho. Enough about people that aren't here. Right. Because they're stupid. We are much better than them. Yes. All the people who aren't here. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess I'll talk about the comic book I read this week. That would be great. Yeah. So I read Samurai Jack, Quantum Jack, oh. which sounds like a... Quantum Jack sounds like a porn title a yeah. little bit. Like if it wasn't called Samurai Jack, Quantum Jack... And it was just called Quantum Jack. Yeah. I would think, this is a little porny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they made a comic book about a porn star. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Why is that not a thing? A porn star name? <laughs> well, they do have porn comics, I guess. Yes, they do have they porn do. comics. That is a thing. Yeah. That's totally a thing. But porn I comics... I don't know why for a minute there I forgot that they were a thing. You know what would be genius, though? Really? What? I mean, like, this could be the next huge idea. Huge. Huge. Bigly idea. <laughs> is is comic books about actual porn stars? Okay. You know? I would like, be surprised if, like... like it be something that they you would license with the porn star. Obvi. You know? Yeah, you yeah. can't use somebody's likeness without their permission. Right, right, right. Especially porn stars. Yeah, but you create this whole adventurous... You know, lifestyle about adventurous <laughs> lifestyle about adventurous, about these porn stars. yes. Like where they go on these crazy misadventures right. that end up all porny as they obviously would. <laughs> you know. But wonder, in ways that only comic books can can lend to I wonder if that's a thing. We're gonna have to do some research on this. Right. Um and get back to you guys. I on, on. already can think of about six artists I know that would love to do this. Yeah. Porn <laughs> comics. Yeah. Dro- well, drop if you everything. need a financial backer, Kevin, yeah. who used to be on this podcast, would be totally in that because porn comics are his favorite kind of comics. Oh, really? He okay. loves them a lot. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to Samurai Jack. That was yes. like a weird turn. Based on a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so this book is put out. This is number one, and it's put out by IDW. Uh, written by Fabian Wrangle Jr. and the art and colors by Warwick Johnson Cadwell. Warwick Johnson Cadwell. I feel like that's oh, good a, for you. I feel like that's the name you have to say with a British ac- accent. Warwick Johnson Cadwell. Right. Yeah. 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 Pip. <laughs> pip. 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 Um. So, <clears throat> I did not watch a whole lot of Samurai Jack when it was on. It had a huge following. People who love Samurai Jack really love Samurai Jack. Don't I can't say that I know a whole bunch about it, except that it was about a samurai named Jack. Right. Right? But it, I, I heard it was very cool. But I picked this up because it was number one, and why not? I think there was a monkey, like a ninja monkey Possibly. that he hung out with. I don't, this, is, this is where it would have been nice for Tony to be here, because him and yeah. his brother actually watched Samurai Jack. Uh. Um, however, the way this book seems to be going, I feel like maybe it's unnecessary that you have watched the show previously. Um, having former knowledge of the television show probably helps a little bit. But the, <clears throat> the this first comic book is about an alternate version of Samurai Jack. It's he's like a mercenary in like a. Almost like a, um, what's that? Mad Max sort of world. Okay. Like, sure. Post-apocalyptic. Not, yeah, I, there's robots and shit in it. Yeah. So like futurists. Australia. Yeah, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he, I always assumed after watching those movies, that's just what Australia was like. <laughs> I mean, that is where Tank Girl also takes place. Yeah, so. I didn't think that was like. Post-apocalyptic. That's I just, just thought that's, uh, that's the way Australia. Australia is. <laughs> yeah. It's like the side of Australia that you didn't see with Crocodile Dundee. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. And he drives up in a tank. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Jack is a mercenary in this book. He's got a gang that he's the head of. And he's been... Hired to obtain something from these people that are transporting it through the forest. So, you know, a fight ensues because obviously these people don't want to give it up. And um, the art in this is actually, it's pretty interesting because it's not very detailed. And it looks almost, I would say almost amateurish, but in like a very, like, on purpose kind of way. Like, it's not like a three-year-old drew it, you know what I mean? Right. But it's like, it lends to that feel of the book. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Spon- how SpongeBob is drawn. A little bit, yeah, like. cartoony. Maybe, maybe, um, yeah, maybe like, uh, uh, was it Rocco's Modern Life Oh, a little. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, boxy and, and they're all, all the, they're, like nobody's human looking except for Jack. Everyone's kind of got like a alien or creature sort of look to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the one page that we're looking at right now is like a six panel nine. page, nine panel page. Mm-hmm. I cannot count. It's math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know why I said six. I don't know. Anyway, but it's an action sequence. Yes. But I really like, and there's a lot of action going on in each panel. Yep. It's like a shot of one of the other gang members fighting against one of the people they're trying to steal this thing from. And it's got great, like, graphic words. Words, yeah. Action words. Pew. Yeah, I mean, right? Pew. That's a... That's... Path. <laughs> My Tang. Favorite, my favorite one is Duff. Duff. Like when he's crushed, yeah. giving him an undercut. Yeah. But so the this is all going down and and Jack. I'm doing air quotes because I don't think they mentioned that he is, but you can tell just by looking at him that's who he is. Right. He's Samurai Jack. Sans the Samurai. So I'm just gonna call him Jack. Right. Um. And he's kind of watching back and watching his gang get their ass kicked. And he comes in at the end to save the day and steal what they needed to steal because that's what they're there for. Um, And they steal this box off the tank. And cut to later, they're all sitting around a campfire, as mercenaries do, you know, after you win. You sit around a campfire and hope that nobody rolls up on you in the middle of the night, I guess. Right. I don't know. Very unsecure way of doing things, in my opinion. But... I'm not a mercenary, so who am I to judge? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jack looks in the box to see what it is that they stole. And he's Oh my god, oh my god. What's in that box? <laughs> what's in that box? <laughs> what's in that box? I'm not gonna tell you what's in the box. Oh because that You're would, just as bad as Kevin Spacey. That, that would spoil the comic <laughs> book, and I do not want to spoil it. Um but I do have to say is that from that point on, this Jack kind of gets visions of himself as Samurai Jack. Yeah. Like, he keeps getting these visions of this guy who looks exactly like him in the samurai attire fighting and stuff like that. So, clearly, this is an alternate version of Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. In time, in space, in... Dimension, I have no idea right. what it is, um, but I know that that's going to play a big part into the whole series because the next issue panel at the end is uh, a shot of luchadors, so I'm assuming they're going to... So I'm assuming all of these, at least the first couple of issues, are going to be introducing a new version of Jack, and somehow that's going to lead into... A bigger story. Right. Which could be really interesting. I don't know, like I said, I don't know much about Samurai Jack, the cartoon, the animated series, but um, enough to know that the people who, like, the there's a lot of base there for them to go off of, and if they're adding this time dimension into it, it could be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, non-spoiler, spoiler, the deal... With the box doesn't go the way that the guy who was purchasing the box thought it would. And Jack decided to keep it for himself. Uh. Uh, which, of course, caused uh, problems with the people he was supposed to be getting the box for and his crew because now they knew they weren't going to get paid. But it gave all the readers a chance to see just how badass this Jack is because he pretty much kills everybody. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like everybody. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Which he probably was not one to do in the cartoon Well, yeah, the, and that's like the... 
samurais have a code, right, that they live by. Don't kill people? I don't think that no, was No, no, they kill people. Yeah. But it is like a very specific code. And, but mercenaries do too, right? Usually. As long as it's for money, they'll kill people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to see that in most cases. I've never met a real life mercenary. I don't even know if they're real things. That you know of. <laughs> They totally are real things. <laughs> but not in the way that, like, Hollywood makes us think of mercenaries, right? Maybe not. A lot of times Maybe they're not. just hired guns. Yeah. Like, the military uses them yeah. all the time and blah, blah, blah. Former soldiers yeah. and things like that. Mercenaries in film and in books are always, like, they always try to play them off as, like, these bad guys, but they're also noble. Like, they have some sort of code that they live by, even yeah. though they, like, Lobo. <laughs> like Lobo. Is Lobo a mercenary? He started off as a mercenary, okay. yeah. But okay. he had his weird code that he lived by, you know? Certain yeah. things he would not do and stuff mm. like that. Mm. As I guess most mercenaries do. I don't know. In about Hollywood, I don't yeah. know, yeah. In, in Hollywood, sure. The trope. The trope of the yes. mercenary. Right. Um. Anyway, really good book. I can't wait for Tony to get back and read this so I can find out what he thinks of it being a fan of the animated series and how he thinks it's going to maybe tie to that story. Sure. But I know reading it, I was intrigued to see where they're going to go with it. Because even if this wasn't Samurai Jack, it was still really well written. And the way I can see them building it going forward was really interesting. So that's that's this week's review. Yay! Josh That's pretty cool. Josh didn't read anything, so that is the... No, I, I read nothing. Only... I went the whole week without looking at any words. Only review this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so news, I guess. Yes, yes. Do we next. have anything going on this week? Was anything big going on? So... I feel like there was I'm nothing. Gonna, I'm totally going to cut into like the thing I'm probably going to talk in the next 20 minutes about. Right. Or could. Maybe yeah. it gets really boring for everybody else when I talk about this subject. But... Um, As so, I grab my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. Um, so Marvel announced this week, or confirmed, I guess, however you want to... To say it, that Jean Grey is coming back. Mm-hmm. You may say, Jean Grey is coming back. Isn't she already here? To the comic book yeah, world. Right. Yeah. And yes, Jean Grey is already here. But the adult Jean Grey is Oh, sexy. <laughs> Not the adult rated Jean Grey. Oh. Literally just the adult version of Jean Grey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's been 13 years since Jean died for the third or fourth time. Yeah. And like real life years or in real life years. Yeah, okay. So since they killed her off in the comic book. I don't think I really realized that that it's that it's been, been that, that long. long. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy that they would have a major character like that be out of circulation. Well, the basically. the biggest thing was is that she kept dying and coming back, so it kind of got to the point where it was like, should we really have her come back again? Yeah, like it's kind of she just doesn't stay dead, and even while she's well, been, who does? <laughs> you know, that's true in the comic books. She is one of the most notorious ones, though, that keeps mm. dying and coming back to life. Um. I know I totally lost my turn of thought. But oh. she's coming back. No, no, no. What well, I was going to say, she has been back. Yes. Air okay. quotes. 
um, in a couple different ways throughout the last 13 years when they were doing the whole um, AVX, uh, that whole storyline where the Phoenix Force came and Cyclops got some of it and Emma Frost got some of it and Colossus and Namor and Magic and I think Magneto all got a piece of the Phoenix Force. Like she manifested herself in, I think it was Emma's, maybe Cyclops's mind too, um, trying to help them push the Phoenix Force out of them, sort of. Like she's manifested in people's minds. Like Nightcrawler saw her when he was on the verge of death. She's kind of become almost like a godlike thing in the X-Men universe where people just see her when they're about to die. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I know. It is super crazy. She's ultra powerful. Yeah. As the Phoenix, especially. Um, anyway, so with the new Marvel thing that they got going on, the Generations and then the Legacy They've been talking about bringing an old character back. And clearly, this is it. This is Jean. It's going to be Jean. Which we talked about her being one of the people they're bringing back. And unless they're also planning on doing somebody else, this is who it is. It's going to be Jean. The thing that bothers me the most about all of the articles that are talking about this, though, is they keep saying the real Jean Grey is coming back. But the Jean Grey that's here now is the real Jean Grey. She's just younger. Yeah. Yeah. So just because this Jean was older doesn't make her the real Jean Grey. It just makes her the current timeline Jean Grey. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. It's going to be really interesting to see young Jean Grey interact with old Jean Grey. And like how what young Jean Grey is doing now changes the older Jean Grey's memories. Because the older Jean Grey is based on a completely different version of young Jean Grey. Like, is that going to be something they even do? They even worry about trying to tackle? Is the timeline based on her being the younger version of this older version? Super weird. Very yeah. complicated. Yes. <laughs> Which, it's X-Men. Of course right. it is. Yes, of yes. course it is. So, But I'm, I'm obviously really excited they're talking about the reason why they're bringing her back is to tie in with the movie, but that they're doing the Dark Phoenix saga is the next X-Men movie that they're doing. Um, I don't know why they would be doing that because the movies are done by Fox and these comics are put out by Marvel. So I don't know that Marvel's sitting around thinking of ways to tie in to a movie that they have no part of. Yeah. But. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's the big, big news for me, at least. Okay. This week is the return of Jean Grey in December. So, you know, guys, mark on your calendar the end of December. You're just never going to hear anything else from me. Right. That's literally <laughs> all you'll ever Because we have, now we have so young this Jean. week, Jean did yes. this. So now I'm going to have to do like a weekly Jean report. Yes. <laughs> This week on the Gene Report. Right. Young Gene like, Gray and old Gene Gray get in a fist fight. Cyclops it? gets really turned on. It's <laughs> visibly turned on. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, we really have to stop doing this as a weekly series. It only comes out once a month. <laughs> 
No, but now there's going to be... That's not true. Yeah. Because there's Jean Grey, the series. Oh, okay. There's X-Men Blue, which yeah. Jean is in because she's the leader of that version of the X-Men. And now there's going to be whatever series has the older Jean Grey in it. Right. This Jean Grey... Uh, Phoenix Resurrection mm-hmm. is going to probably be its own event. So I will have at least three different comic books that I can talk about. And they're Every not month. all going to come out in the same week. Right. They're totally going to come out in different weeks. Sure. Yeah. 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 And if it's an event, you know there's going to be even more tie-ins. That's true. So That's I true. will be able to milk the the Jean Grey <laughs> story. I know. I did like a milking. <laughs> Nobody could see that except yeah. you. But why is Josh giggling? Lindsay made milking motions with her hands. <laughs> it's hard to. It's hard not to notice. Uh, I am a fourteen-year-old sometimes. That is disturbing to, for me to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. So that's cool. Yeah, I um I came about, uh, across a little bit of news. Um, Just a tiny little bit of news. Tiny little Just bit of little. news. Apparently, uh, there's a rumor. This has not rumors. yet been confirmed. These they used to have a whole rumors section. They did rumors. 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 There you go. We'll just keep doing that yeah. for the rest of the show. <laughs> Um, apparently, uh, the Inhumans may have already been canceled oh. before it even came out. So, according to Renew Cancel TV, the network is already promoting. Is that a website? Apparently, Renew Cancel. Yeah, TV. TV. Uh, the network is already. This is ABC. Is already promoting Inhumans as. The complete series. Oh my god! Rather than the first season, and um, so a lot of people are thinking now that it's already been canceled. They just threw all of their ideas in one failure, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it and it's like I said, not confirmed. Well, no, they totally have to wait to see how the ratings do. Obviously, yeah. if for some reason it's really good and has great ratings, then obviously they're not going to cancel it. Yeah, but based but on the movie, yeah, based on the movie showings. But the IMAX showings. Yeah. yeah, I almost wonder. Like that's such a very specific audience, like people who will go see a sh- something that they know is going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. And go see it in IMAX, which is very expensive. And IMAX theaters aren't located everywhere. Right. Yeah. And it only showed in IMAX, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of the... Which we have an IMAX right by us. Yeah, I don't... Go... Like, literally five minutes down the road. Yeah. And we did not take advantage well, of this we very all. rarely go to see IMAX movies as it is. Yeah, the last one was Doctor Strange. Yeah, and that was, was worth it. But IMAX tickets are expensive, and yeah. rightfully so. It's an expensive way to film Yeah, using the IMAX cameras and stuff like that. If you're going full. Yeah. Full IMAX experience. Right. Most films. Like, I would, I bet the, this Didn't we, TV we watched show... it in IMAX 3D. Didn't we, Doctor Strange? Was I think it? it was, yeah. Yeah. Was but this show was, I can't imagine, like most movies, like they had the full right. IMAX cameras. Not like um, what uh, in Batman, in the Batman movies, the, the 
one of the, like it was started with the Dark Knight, the Christian Bale one. Yeah, yeah, where they they had certain shots that they actually used an IMAX camera for. Right. And if you saw that in IMAX, all of a sudden the whole screen would be filled yeah. up, and it was amazing. I saw a Batman movie in IMAX with a migraine headache. It was the worst thing I've oh, ever seen. <laughs> the only thing worse than that would have been seeing Avatar in 3D with a migraine. Yeah, it was terrible in IMAX. Yeah. It was terrible. But, you know, I mean, it didn't get great ratings in the theater. Yeah, no. So I could see where they'd be thinking about not doing the the full season. And I'm, I'll am i reserve yeah. I'll reserve my opinions until I actually see the show. It, the, I'm not, my hopes aren't high. No. At all. No. My hopes are high, though, for... What CW is planning on doing, I'm very excited for. Oh, yeah? So, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, how maybe not. Maybe we skipped right over it. I feel like we don't talk about Archie a lot, unless uh, Afterlife with Archie comic book comes out, or Sabrina comic book comes out. For the most part, we just avoid Archie in general. Um we watched Riverdale. It was good. Yeah. It was a really yeah. good show. We liked it, yeah. Um, Especially, good. like, later in the yeah. season. Yeah, it really like hit it. It hit its stride. Once you yeah. realized what they were going for with the characters, yeah. it was much easier to watch. And there's that, oh my god, that one scene where Archie uh, saves the day. Yes. Yes. There, that one scene. Yeah. That, it was just so perfect. It was. It was really great. Um, But they, they announced they were looking for Sabrina. Yeah. The Teenage Witch. For... For Riverdale, which yep. makes sense. You know, they have Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. The next logical step would be to add Sabrina. And when, I, and when we were talking about this earlier, I immediately said they should bring back uh, Cl- Cl- Callista Flockhart. You said Clarissa Flockhart. Uh, Clarissa Flockhart, yes. <laughs> which is not which, a person. Not a... It's a mashup between Callista Flockhart, who was... Allie McBeal. Yes, and Clarissa Explains It All, which is... <laughs> Actually, Melissa Joan Hart, who was who played Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah, yes, so somewhere in your mind it was close. <laughs> yeah, you really had to you had to Sherlock that shit into existence, though. <laughs> but anyway, so yes. they're talking about casting, but it also sounds like they're once they introduce the character into Riverdale, they're going to give Sabrina her own. Spinoff series. Right. They're going to bury Al. They're going to bury Al in it. But they're going to do the chilling adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Which means it's going to be like darker and more like the comic book they've been doing recently. Which is exciting. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Melissa Joan Hart was good. Yes. Even for what it was, it was it was funny. I loved it. So the, many people did love it. The, the cat, cat yeah. yeah, Salem, the Salem, yeah, the talking cat. Yeah, which there is a Salem, the talking cat in the comic book. Right. He is a man that got transformed into a cat because right. of what he did in his past. I think it was was it her aunts that transformed him. I can't oh. remember. Her aunts are like fucking evil in the comic book. Like oh, really? evil. Huh. Yeah, because they were not evil. So evil. No. So I mean nobody was evil in that show. No. I mean they I think she came across people that she fought who were bad. In the show? Yeah, Did right. She... I'm sure at some point. I don't know. They had to have given her some sort of I think it was just being a teenager. I mean yeah. Being Teen- a witch. Other teenage girls. Being a teenager. Evil. Yeah. Right. 
If I remember right, they had, oh God, what was the name of that band? They had like this like pop band just show up out of nowhere on one of these episodes or it wasn't the Talking Heads. No, that would be fucking weird. Crash Test Dummies? Maybe. I think it was Crash Test Dummies. Once there was this boy. I think so. That band? I think so. <laughs> it was so, such a weird yeah. show. I, really. Well, was that one of the TGIF shows? I think so. Those shows pulled some weird yeah. people in sometimes. Yeah. They would just randomly show up in the TV show, and you're like, mm-hmm. why are they? Yeah. Oh, whatever. But I, I really hope they do bring Melissa Joan Hart back. She could Not be. Not Callista. Flockhart. Callista Flockhart. I can't uh, say her name. Callista. Yeah. Mrs. Harrison Ford. Yes. Um, Mrs. Solo. <laughs> it would be cool if she could come back as one of the aunts. Yeah. Right? I think that would be great. Yeah. And she could be, but she'd have to be bad. You know, bad. bad. Yeah. Because yeah, if they're following the direction of the comic book, then mm-hmm. yes, those women are. Sabrina's still, you know, Sabrina. Yeah. But, She's a good witch. Yeah. But her and, like, there's definitely more pulling at her, more dark forces pulling at her Yeah, in the comic book than she ever had in the tv show on yeah. abc i could totally see them doing an amazing season of art of riverdale mm-hmm. with her like being central to the storyline for right. the for the season um totally would fit the vibe oh yeah that darkness for sure and then make it a, even more twins peaky yeah because they i mean when they when they described riverdale as twin peaks meets archie i was yeah. like Psh- it totally and it's, is. It, well, it's not quite it's not Twin as, Peaks. It could be a lot more Twin the, Peaks-y. But. The, the main concept of Twin Peaks, yeah. the idea behind the main storyline of Twin Peaks is very similar. Yeah. The dramatic to, yes. young high school students. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Twin Peaks is its own animal. So yeah. yeah. It would be very hard to like actually have a show that's focused on a younger viewing crowd that's mm. also very much like Twin Peaks. Yeah. I I challenge somebody to do it, but I, because <laughs> I would love to see that. The um the yeah, I would love to see this the spin-off. What one thing like I hope this leads into is at some point them doing Afterlife with Archie. Oh, yeah. You know, that would be so cool. That would be I would be happy if they would just put another one of those comic books out. Well, yeah. Cuz it's been a really long time since. Yeah. But the um, Excuse me, Francisco Frangavia. Yeah. Uh Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but it's not more important than the afterlife with Archie. Right. The uh, I, that should totally be like their last season. Yeah. They they just go full blown Walking Dead. With that it. would be awesome. It I'm would not be. gonna lie. That is an amazing comic book. Yes. So I could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Um, Darren Aronofsky. Yes. Wants to direct Superman. <laughs> you didn't have not mentioned this to me. <laughs> Unlike most of the news we talk about, Darren Aronofsky so this really wants news. to direct Superman. Yeah, this isn't really That's news. news. That qualifies as well. News. It's more like he, you know, Darren Aronofsky said, "I would like to 
direct a Superman movie. Yeah. So my question to you is, what the fuck would a Darren Aronofsky Superman movie look like? It would look a lot better than a Tim uh, Burton Superman movie. <laughs> Did Tim Burton do Superman? Yeah, remember that was the the Nick Cage Superman movie. Oh well, he didn't actually do it. He they got very fucking close. They I don't know that it was of... Tim Burton that was the downfall of that movie. No, well, I don't know. I think it was. It it sounds like it was the producer. Also, actually. it they had Nick Cage cast as Superman. The way like I, you never saw that documentary about this no. movie, right? The way they actually framed it, I totally could have seen it. He's obsessed with Superman. You know that, right? Nick Cage? He named his child Kal-El. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's obsessed with Superman. Yeah. the But the the way that they framed it was that they, um, was that even as Clark Kent, he's totally an alien. Yeah. He is not from Earth. He's an alien being. Right. So that would be... Perfect for Nick Cage. Because Nick Cage is an alien. He is a fucking alien. But Superman was raised by humans from a baby. Yeah, but not such a baby, you know. No, he was a fucking baby when he landed on Earth. I don't know. I was going off the first movie where he was like six. He was (laughs) a naked six year old. He was a baby. Yeah. When he and he was raised in the mid, like, fucking farm country by the nicest fucking people on the planet. But he's still an alien. He still yeah. has a different brain than human right. beings, you know? Like, it's going to operate on a different level, like yeah. Nick Cage. Um, <laughs> Nick Cage is more alien than Superman that's, is. That's true. But <laughs> So I just think his weirdness probably would have worked in, a Tim, in, in the way Tim Burton was mm. going for. And... Like, in a Darren Aronofsky movie. But, but, oh my God, that would be... It would not work now. Tim Nick Cage has gone too far off the rails oh, yeah. at this point. Yeah, he's nutters. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally the next Gary Busey. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I Darren Aronofsky, I think, I, I think he could pull it off. I, uh... I feel like there would be a lot of jumping back and forth between timelines... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That a lot of really weird up close shots. So of for things. those who don't know, who Darren Aronofsky is, yeah, his most get out of movie. under your rock. Yeah. Because <laughs> he he directed uh, Pie, this movie, yes. this really crazy indie movie Pie. Um, and then he, he did, did Requiem. Requiem for a Dream yes. with Jared Leto and yes. um, other people. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Yes. And about drug use, various yeah. levels of drug use, which apparently yeah. won an Academy Award. Yes. I don't think I knew that until you yeah. mentioned it the other very day. Very good movie. And then fucking weird, it? but very good. He did the Fountain. The Fountain with Rachel Weisz. I know, I know this, but what has he got coming out again? Like mother. He, mother. That's right. It's Mo- got an exclamation point, out. so it's like mother. Mother. <laughs> but apparently, uh, it's a horrific movie. Like Mother's. it's gotten terrible reviews because it's so extreme, extreme, yeah. which makes me just want to watch it even more. I know. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence had to have a isolation tent yeah. that she went to sit in in between shots because it was affecting her so greatly that I, she needed to gather herself. I feel like most people... And then she started people, dating Darren Aronofsky. I feel like most people 
would need that if they worked with uh, Gerard Bardem. What's his name? Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, yes. (laughs) I was like, Gerard Depardieu? I don't think he acts anymore. (laughs) You definitely need an isolation tent with Gerard Depardieu. (laughs) He's like 100 now, isn't he? He was really old in the 80s. I think he was kind of like a touchy-feely dude, if you know what I mean. But he was French. (laughs) Yeah. But the uh, but Javier Bardem, he just seems like he would be probably creepy in real life. Yeah. He's probably not. He's probably a sweet guy. Oh, I'm know. sure. But, but he does pull off that. He is. He knows creep. how to do yeah. creepy. Yeah, yeah, he does. So yeah, I I I really want to see that movie. Yeah. We but it's anyway Superman. Yes. Yeah. Back, <laughs> back to, to Superman. The, back to the initial point. Yes, I a horrifying Superman movie would be interesting. A Superman movie that's like riddled with symbolism and I feel like, that's so deep nobody understands. I feel it. like Darren Aronofsky would go almost go like the like you know the beginning of Man of Steel where he's not Superman really he's just working on an oil rig and working in yeah. bars and that, yeah. that I feel like that would be a little bit like a Darren Aronofsky storyline where he right. would focus more on like. He has superpowers. Everybody knows he has superpowers, but yeah. he never uses yeah. them. <laughs> like the tragedy of his, like maybe he's yeah. addicted to uh, kryptonite or something. Yeah. He's injecting <laughs> kryptonite yeah. serum. Yeah. Right into his body. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it? Red kryptonite that makes him... Oh my God, he's addicted to a certain type of kryptonite. Well, the red kryptonite, doesn't that make him evil? I think so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that would be... That would be awesome. So, uh, really interesting to drug using superman yes yes but i, I thought that was an interesting thing and to then think batman about. batman has to have an intervention for him <laughs> you know when superman's gone darker than the batman movies yeah. that something's wrong in the dc <laughs> universe <laughs> um Um, <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff that came out this week. The Runaways TV show that's coming to Hulu confirmed. Um, well, Brian K. Vaughn's actually the show writer for it. He's the original writer for the comic book, mm-hmm. so he's actually the show writer for the TV series, which will be awesome because Brian K. Vaughn is an amazing writer. If you're not reading Saga, then you just should not be listening to our podcast because you're not right. a comic book fan. Right. right. Right? So judgy we are. Comic book snobs here. Oh my god. Um, But they are, he, they confirmed that Old Lace is going to be a part of the Runaways TV show. Old Lace is a dinosaur that is one of the kids' pets in the mm. comic book. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of speculation whether Hulu would have the budget to you know, put a dinosaur in the movie. Because, you know, first you got to, like, bring dinosaurs back to life and then tame them enough so that they don't kill anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell when Josh isn't listening because... I, I'm, <laughs> I'm letting you... I'm letting you go while I, I try and look up new news. I'm talking about bringing dinosaurs back to life, and he's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hard. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, I don't think I they had have a, that in their budget. My cousin tried that. He didn't do it right. 
Um, in idiot of the week news, uh, somebody in New York City. I'm gonna say this is two idiots because uh, there was this man who owned copies of Amazing Spider-Man number one and X-Men number one, super rare comics, right? Old. Mm-hmm. That shit don't stay good forever. Um, sent them out for appraisal. Got them appraised. Comic books got sent back. Got left on his doorstep in New York City. Like, outside. Yeah. On his step. These right. Ones. So they got stolen. <clears throat> oh my god, those. Yeah. Of course they got stolen. Who leaves packages on doorsteps in New York City? I know. That's fucking stupid. Anyway. the So... The man who owned the comic books thought, well, maybe they'll be an idiot and try and sell it at a comic book yeah. store locally. Yeah. Guess what? Was an idiot. Totally right. tried to sell it at a comic book store locally. Left his contact information at the comic book stores right. that he visited. Yeah. So all they had to do was set up a buyer's meeting for them to buy the comic book from him yeah. and totally arrested him. Right. Yeah. Idiot. Total idiot. Total idiot, yet. <laughs> <laughs> they should have somebody, left a, yeah. Somebody left a package on the street right. and, and yeah. in New York City. I mean, it's kind of like, that's not something you should arrest right. somebody for. Right. Really, even. <laughs> Pro tip to, like, comic book thieves out there. Amazing Spider-Man number one, not a comic that's like easily found so when you try and sell it it's gonna raise yeah. suspicion like where right. did this eleven thousand dollar comic that's how much it was appraised Jesus. for the yeah. x-men number one was worth a thousand dollars because it was low grade quality mm. but i just mm. thought that was kind of funny that is a cool story <laughs> i like it i like it there were there wasn't enough dinosaurs in that story though no no Sorry, it was. Did I mention the guy who stole it was also a dinosaur? Oh my god! <laughs> How did you forget that? Um, I don't think we talked about the trailer for um, Punisher last week, did we? No, because we didn't watch it until this week. Yeah, I don't think it came no. out. No, I don't think it came out till this week. So there's a new trailer for Punisher yes, out there, and Josh got a giant heart on watching giant it. Giant one. Yes. Giant. Yes, I was um, jealous of the Punisher at that point. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it was uh, not like just a teaser Mm-mm. like they've done before, where it's mm-hmm. just the logo. This is one. I will say this. It's it's. I think it was just for the scene that they're doing in this trailer, but the the way that they did it was it was like a cheap camera. I think they're supposed to be body cameras that you're seeing from the perspective of or something like that. But they're out in the woods and, you know, he's beating the shit out of all these mm-hmm. soldiers, you know. And it looks like they literally went out into the woods behind our place and yeah. <laughs> shot this like it just it looks like very generic woods right where and it's in the winter i think if i remember right now um I it's remember like a lot of details of this trailer yeah it's snowy yeah and, <laughs> and it's in the middle of the day so it's like there's no tr- leaves on the trees or anything so it just kind of looks a little cheap but by the end of it i was feeling like oh my god this is going to be the best yeah. marvel 
TV show I Netflix has done so far. did not get that same feeling from yeah. the trailer. Like, not saying that it looks bad, mm. but, like, I know what The Punisher is about. It's yeah. just going to be a lot of violence. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's the difference there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's... I'm not... It's To me, it won't be distasteful because that's mm-hmm. the character. Like, that's mm-hmm. what you expect. If you watch The Punisher and you're like, there's too much killing, then you're not watching The Punisher. Yeah. Like, you're just... It's just not what it... There is... He's called the Punisher. Like, let's just be realistic here. It's what he does. His right. first appearance was he was hired to kill Spider-Man mm-hmm. in the comic books. Yeah. That's the first appearance of the Punisher in those stupid white boots. I kind of hope that they put uh, um, on him at some put point. Put the white boots on him at some point. That would be hilarious yeah. to me. Because um, they were just so cheesy. And they're not very, like... No, he was wearing like spandex they're outfit. Very, yeah. They're not very efficient. No, <laughs> you know, for, for you get blood all up over those things. Yeah, like they need to be like rain boots or something, yeah. so you can just hose them off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like. Um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name who they have playing the Punisher. Oh, John Barenthal. Yes, thank you. The guy who called yeah. you sexy. Yeah. He said. Hey, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yes. That's right, yes. Because that's what stars do when fangirls, I fuck them from afar so they can keep their fans. They say things like, hey, babe, and hi, gorgeous. Yeah. So that our panties get all wet and then we're fans for life. That's why Stan Lee said that to me once. Yeah. 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 They know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh has never talked to Stan Lee. No, I've never you. been in the same room as him. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, anyway... <laughs> I think I, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be as good as a lot of the other shows. I think it'll be better than Iron Fist. Well, yeah. Um, but just wait and you know. I think it'll definitely yeah, be better than the Defenders. Yeah. I I think right now, and this says a lot. I think it would be better. I will like it better than Luke Cage. Yeah. But blasphemer. I know. Luke Cage had a lot going for it with the music of it Just and the, the whole vibe, vibe of that show. The whole was vibe of that show was great. But the um but I do think I'll probably end up liking this one better just like because the of the quality of the violence. I hope that my only hope is that it doesn't get it, and this is terrible to say but it happens in like horror movies too where it becomes so much that it doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. You the know? violence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that I think is what will be key for them is to make it about something with him. Right. Like for when he is killing somebody, there is an emotional attachment right. to, to some, to some extent, like him fulfilling his purpose. You right. know, like if they do a good job of conveying that emotional aspect of it, you know, emotional for us as the viewer. Right. You know, um, then then I think it will be good. But if they just do it for the sake of, you know, they don't structure the writing very right. well behind it, then, it, yeah, it'll totally it's, suffer. Yeah, and you just, you can, it's so easy to become desensitized to that stuff Yeah, when it's over and over and over and over and over again. And I think that this show has a risk of doing that. Yeah. Whether they will or not, that remains to be seen. We won't know until we watch if, the show if, in one day, yeah, in eight hours. If the, in one day in eight <laughs> hours, yeah, and you know if if 
the Punisher's story arc from Daredevil um, is any indication to how they'll do on this show, mm-hmm. though, I think it's going to be amazing. Right. So It's true. And it's, I believe, I believe this is a prequel. This is his origin story. Oh, really? I don't, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. It would be interesting. I did zero yeah. research on this topic before we started talking about it because I didn't know we were going to talk I feel about like, it. I feel like they but, did, yeah, I feel like they did cut in that trailer back to, like, his wife. Yeah. And, so, because yeah. it would be nice to see how he gets from there to where he is in Daredevil. Yeah. Because when he goes, because in Daredevil, he's already, like, a fully realized Punisher, mm-hmm. pretty much. And then he turns kind of good. Not saying he Ish. wasn't good before, but, yeah. like, it, he becomes a, a different aspect of him. Yeah. Maybe it's going to continue on from there and show how the character has turned, the way he exacts his vengeance now is different than when we first saw him in daredevil or maybe this is going to be start with the murder of his wife and child and then show how he built up to where he got in daredevil i would be be fine i would be fine either way really Mm -hmm. as long as it's written well yep and most of these shows are most most um mostly i you know and the more i think about um iron fist the more, like, I feel that they did actually do a really good job. We like, didn't even finish that. <laughs> well, but the, I know. Yeah. And I don't plan on it because yeah. of the way it was written. Okay. And it wasn't that it was bad. It And they kind of touched on this in Defenders where he's a kid. Yeah. Like, he was trained in... Um, Camertage. Kang, Kang Lung. That was Camertage. Wherever he was trained. Yeah. I can't remember. I've had two glasses of wine. And those details just do not stick in there. Um, he, was, he was trained in Callista Flockhart. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, he was he was trained by these monks. He yeah. fucking slayed a dragon. All this stuff. But it was... And a, he was the, beaten and yeah. stuff by these but monks. But that was... Yeah. That was Control. It was expected. He knew it was coming. He yeah. knew what was expected of him there. Now he's in New York City. He's come, trying to come back to a place that he left when he was a kid. So in his mind, things should be that way when he comes back. And they're not. And he's amateur and naive and he wasn't ever treated in any other way other than being either a rich kid or being the chosen one pretty much so to have people against him for some reason that he doesn't know like it all kind of makes sense the way you know the way he acts the the way the fighting goes down in that show is all very amateur Mm -hmm. but i think that was the character that they were going for Mm -hmm. the fact that in the defenders he was kind of like always the damsel in distress yeah you know he was he was totally the damsel in distress which was kind of awesome to have a dude as the damsel in distress but it i think it just adds to the fact that that's that's who he is he's the young one that needs to learn his place yeah and he hasn't yet and apparently the next season is going to be more of him finding, like, his center. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll be better. Um, I know Connor's biggest bitch was that he just wasn't funny. Yeah. Because apparently Iron Fist is much, much more funny than right. what he was in that show. But. Yeah. 
hopefully the uh, showrunners find their center. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, that's cool. Uh, any anything else for news? I don't no, think so. Just, yeah. Just, just fodder. Kind of a blah just week. got some fodder. Valiant's coming out with the. I actually did find this super funny. Valiant is coming out with um, the most 90s comic book variant cover of all time for the, one of their Quantum and Woody um, comic books. They're calling it the most variant cover, the most variant of all variants that ever varianted or something like that. But anyway, it's going to be chromium, die cut, uh, holographic, lenticular, foil of all foil covers that ever foiled. Like, literally, because do you remember comic books in the 90s? Yes. And they would that. always come out with those foil variants that yeah. we all thought were so super cool back then. Yeah. And then you look at them now and you're like, uh, mm, why? Those are, why are they so shiny? <laughs> also, that guy has nine ab muscles. Right. Nine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Three by three <laughs> yeah. by three. Yep. That's pretty much it. So, like, they're going full on tacky with, like, and they know it, and it fits the comic book they're doing it on. So, I just thought that was just kind of funny that they're like, fuck it. If we're going to do a variant cover, we're going to do the best variant cover ever. Right, yeah. So, look for that, I guess. I'll probably pick it up because it is a fucking brilliant move on their part. It is. I love that. Uh, I got booze in a book this week. Right. So, Snot Girl, still going strong. Mm-hmm. Um, still haven't figured out what the fuck Brian Lee O'Malley's trying to do in this book, because it is all over the place. It's still very Brian Lee O'Malley, and it's still very good, but I just don't know where he's going with it. Yeah. Like, I, I have no idea. I feel like a lot of people probably said that when about, they were, about with Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Yeah. And once you... When you can read it all at once, it makes more sense. Yeah. When you go issue by issue, and especially if it's been a couple months in between issues. Yep. Sometimes it's hard to... And that's totally... Like, there's he's building to something in here. Mm-hmm. And it gets more interesting with each issue. Right. Because he just adds just little things into each issue where you're like, what the fuck mm-hmm. did he just do? Mm-hmm. Where is he going with this now? Like, turns things and makes you... It's good. If you like Brian Lee O'Malley... It's good. Josh loves Brian Lee O'Malley. Still has not read this. I, not book. all of them. I read the first several. He's a bad fan. I've, I'm just <laughs> waiting for more to build up. I can't just have a little Brian Lee O'Malley. I need the whole thing. Um, so, But this is number seven, and I'm pairing this this week with The Sidecar. And I'll get to why in a second. Okay. But uh, A Sidecar is a cocktail made with... Brandy or cognac, Cointreau, Cointreau, which we had to look up the. We thought it was. We thought it was Cointreau. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's spelled Cointreau, but it's yeah. French, so it's pronounced Cointreau. Um, and lemon juice, and you're supposed to take a glass, you know, the lemon juice around the rim, put it in mm-hmm. sugar, mm-hmm. and then do your mixed drink with the with the cognac and the Cointreau. That's me shaking it. Yeah, you can <laughs> um, And the lemon juice. The Drink it. It's delicious. Brandy is good. Like, I just love brandy. And yeah. 
Cointreau is orange flavored liqueur. So Cointreau is yeah, Cointreau. Yes. Cointreau. Yeah. Um, so I'm pairing this with this book this week because this cover, the cover of this book this week blows my mind because there is so much side of everything going on in this cover. There is side boob and there is side ass on this cover, like hardcore side ass and side boob, but like front side boob. It's the front side it's like, of the boob. It's like, no, 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 it's side boob. Yeah. But it's like from the front. So it's yeah. not like. It's the cleavage. Yeah. Because, but you. But you there's know. only one. Yeah. You only see one. So it's it's literally just like you see the the left side of the right boob. Right. Or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> where, where her shirt's yes. is parted a little. Yes. Yeah. And she has no bra on and they're amazingly perky boobs. So good for this fake character. <laughs> Good for this illustration. Yes. Um, but yes, it's, and it's not tacky or anything, and it totally fits with the character. But I just, the minute I picked this up, I was like, that's a lot of. What's funny is this is probably the first project Brian Lee O'Malley has done where he's had to draw cleavage. Well, he doesn't draw this. This is drawn by oh, Leslie right. Hung. That's right. Yeah. 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 Who is an amazing yeah. artist, and she fucking kills this book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it was Brian Lee O'Malley, it totally wouldn't have. No, there would not have been. So yeah. he's very conservative in the way he clothes his character. Like, it's very deliberate the way yeah. he clothes his characters. Yeah. The reason why he picked Leslie Hung to illustrate this book is because this book is totally focused on fashion. Yes, and obviously, which he is really fucking good at. He is, but but not she, in the way she is. Not in the way he wanted it to be. And yeah. Leslie is amazing at it. Because that's like one thing he is known for. So it says a lot. That like, look would... at that ass. Yeah. That's a nice ass. It's she a nice drew... side ass. It is. It's a, the skirt. It's and just so, like, it's tasteful. You really do not see women drawn as well as when they're drawn by women. Right. You know. It's true. Men just are... It's weird how baffled yeah. male artists seem to be by the female form. Yeah. Well, they don't have one. Well, yeah, but it's not that out there. I feel like... It's not so different from no, male form. But, and so I guess this is the anti-feminist in me, but like in men's defense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like men... Most men mm. look at women as things that they like to look at. <laughs> <laughs> things of beauty. Listen, shut up. I'm going somewhere okay. with this. Yeah. Um, and most men have an idealized version of women in their head. Yeah. Whether they mean to or not, they have some version of a woman that is like their ideal. And it's yeah. never attainable. No. Like they will never find that. But they can draw it. Mm-hmm. And it no woman will ever look like that. Well, yeah, I'm saying they can draw it, but often draw it imperfectly. Like there's n- like their boobs would not go there. Well, and you that's know. that's just, that's like technically it's trying to understand yeah. gravity on women yeah. when you don't have tits. Yeah. You know, like I probably would not be able to draw the movement of a ball sack as well <laughs> as a guy could. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if a guy actually could do that. I don't think a guy could. 
probably if, uh, yeah, if like, anyone could, it would be probably I'm just, a now dude. Now I'm just picturing some artist sitting there in his chair, in <laughs> his drawing staring chair, staring at his balls, naked. Yes, totally <laughs> naked, and just like picking up a sack, and letting it drop <laughs> over and over again. To just get a feel for the gravity of gravity. I mean, uh, you know, artists. With balls. So why not? This is going to be in the next Quantum Jack issue. The gravity of balls. The gravity of... Quantum Jack. The gravity of balls. Um, uh, yeah. So that was boosted a book this week. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, words of wisdom for this week, uh, don't do a podcast so late at night as we are doing. <laughs> or always do it as late at night. Or always do it, yes, as long as you have drinks. Yes. Stay thirsty next week for The Return of the Mac. The Mac? Yeah, it's a song, but I really meant Tony. Ah. Uh, I think. Mac-K. Ah. Return of the Mac A. Ah, I like that better. Ah. <laughs> All right, that's it. Bye. That's not a knife. (laughs) This is a knife, and he drives up in a tank.